Good morning. It's Sunday. Sunday can be a scary day. Sunday can be a day that you wish never arrived. It normally means that we're going back to work. It normally means that we've got to face our demons of having to get up early in the morning and to go to work. It normally means that the thing that we love most to rest and relax, we can't do anymore. And that's what Sunday means. What does it mean to me? Well, Sunday to me means that I've managed to get through the week. I've managed to do the things that I wanted to do for the week and it's now time to reset and fire up again and start all over again. Yes, granted, there have been some really big wins during the week and there have been losses. Winning and losing is part of the game that we play, part of what life is. But I'm coming to realize that nobody really cares anymore. Nobody cares. Don't you think? Huh? Nobody cares. So we're all in a bubble now. You know, I want to go back to when I was seven, eight years old, nine years old, ten years old, living at mom's. You know, when I was 17 to 21. You know, when your friends cared. When your friends wanted to be part of something that you were. You know, when you made plans and you went and carried out those plans. I'm not talking about when you finally got into a relationship, then you got married, then you had kids, and then all your friends got married and then they had kids. Nobody cares anymore. They don't care. You don't care. Nobody's really keeping up with anybody nobody yeah that's the kind of world we're in so it comes to this point where unless if it's you making an intentional purpose to keep in contact with your friends or your family you are not going to make any connections because nobody cares anymore nobody cares anymore you know how many times have you sent a message to someone and it's taken days to reply. How many times are you gone? This is my best friend, and yet it's been six months since they last messaged you. Unless it's you who picks up your phone and sends a message. Nobody cares anymore. That's the real truth. And the quicker we realize that, the better our lives will be. I've been angry, terribly angry. The last two days because I started thinking I started thinking that I'm in this place in this zone when I'm doing really good mentally when I'm doing really practical things that are good for me but there's no one to share these things with there's no one to really talk about these things with and how we got to this place. Hence, I have this podcast so I can really speak my mind in terms of how I'm feeling. You know, the diary of a black man. So let this black man speak. 
Let me talk. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares if you're okay. Yeah? As long as they're okay. As long as they're posting pictures of themselves on holiday so that they can feel good about themselves. As long as they're posting their workouts at the gym so they can show the world that they've gone to the gym. That's what matters now. That's what's more important now. It's not about human connections. It's about connecting to social media, putting stuff on the cloud. What happened to those days when people really genuinely cared? You know, when people gave you a phone call on your landline. You know, bring, 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 bring. Hello, Macau's residence. Who is that? Oh, it's Joe. Oh, hi, Joe. How you doing? Well, I'm just calling to check on you. See if we can make plans this week or this weekend. Yeah? You know, do you remember them were there, them days? Do you remember? I remember. And I'm also starting to see a different trend now. Tell you what, getting in your 40s, become single, and then realize how nobody cares unless you're the one making an effort if you don't make an effort nobody's coming nobody's gonna knock on your door nobody's gonna give you a surprise visit one of the things i miss about being african being in africa was the uh, how easy it was for someone to just walk over to your house knock on your door and bang 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 yo my guy do you want to go out and then you spend the rest of the day doing whatever going to a bottle store and that's a pub for you uh english and british people or whatever nationality you are but where i come from it's a bottle store i don't know because they sell bottled drinks that's why it's called a bottle store but nobody cares yeah that's the absolute truth in this everybody's busy with their families their shenanigans with their love affairs with their relationships with their work issues with their mental health issues we're now living in the world where we're just so disconnected i talked about this last time i talked about um i talked about how disconnected we are with regards to overthinking we're also disconnected as humanity we don't connect anymore you know you watch something right and you say to somebody well i watched this you know um well it was like this like this but nobody makes plans to go do you want to come watch it with me do you want to sit down and catch up do you want to sit down and get a coffee nobody does that anymore not the young people not the old people if you're like me you don't like pubs you're not meeting anyone you're not coming across someone who's going to share um like-minded things if you're like me living in the counties like here Surrey County and you're a black man there is nothing to relate to nothing whatsoever not the people around you 
right? Not the clubs, not the pubs, not the music. Everything that surrounds me is just there in existence and does not connect with me in any way or form. I'm ask, constantly asking myself these questions. Why am I here in this, I don't know, you can call it a forsaken place? Because it is, you know, it's absolutely forsaken, you know. The hardest thing for a black man is not having opportunity to do black things, you know. So for me to do black things, I have to book something in London, you know, the Jazz Cafe, Ronnie Scott, anything like that. But there is nothing in the counties in terms of the black experience. That's why I'm seriously, seriously thinking about uprooting myself and going somewhere where I can get the black experience. Because everything that's surrounding me and that I'm surrounded with is the European experience, the Western experience, you know. Unless I'm making my own jerk chicken, unless I'm making my own food, which is what I do mostly, I have to contend with your Burger King, your McDonald's, your KFCs, etc, etc. And that seems to be the way of the world. That seems to be the way of the Western world. You know what I mean? Yeah? And that's one of the things I miss about Africa is that community feeling. I don't know whether it's still there. You can correct me if you're listening to this and you live in Africa or you've lived in Africa or if you've been you've been living in Africa recently. Tell me. Maybe I could be wrong because I haven't been to Africa since 1998. But of course I did go to Morocco, so I have been to Africa. I'll take that back. Um, but in Morocco, what I did see, there was that sense of community. Out here, in the sticks, in Surrey, where everything is posh, where people look at you and they turn their nose up because you look different. And if you're a black man, Lord forbid, police see you in the long location. You know, they'll make a point of having a speak speak to you and asking you what you're doing in the area that you're in because clearly you don't belong there yes it's happened to me several times and to make matters worse i was driving a bmw yeah 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 it happens it happens but that's where you're at nobody cares nobody blinks an eyelid right you know Things like music. You know how many people get upset at the thought that you're listening to hip-hop music? You ever gone to a local club in Surrey? The music is atrocious. It's horrible. It's music that you can't even dance to. It's music you can't even move to. Because nobody cares. Nobody cares about diversity, yeah? 
there's no diversity here look at the british for example when they go away on holiday they go to a place where if it's not serving fish and chips or curry or something that they're used to they don't really want to be there you know they don't go to have the experience from that country you know they're not after a paella a paella or uh, or after authentic greek food they want english food you go to the pub when you're in turkey see they've built it up to look like an english pub because you can't disappoint british you know what i mean it's insane and that's the kind of thing that we're living around so for your sunday i implore you and i beg you to do you because trust me if you're not doing you and expecting for somebody else to come to your rescue it's not going to happen because no one cares and to make it plainly obvious no one cares about black people no one cares about black men no one cares about black women nobody cares about black children it's just the way it is no one cares and until we actually figure out that we have to do our own things we have to create our own film industry we have to create our own africa town caribbean thai town things are not going to change things are not going to change we need to build our own communities because nobody cares that's the truth of the matter i know this is quite ranty but that's how i'm feeling at the moment i feel quite ranty so i am going to rant on because i am sick and tired showing up and showing love to those people who don't bloody care and if you're a man god forbid you're a man you have to bring something to the table yeah if you're a woman as long as you're pretty you're beautiful you know in the standard sense yeah people care but if you are a man unless you're successful in some way unless you're good looking in some way unless you have money in some way nobody cares no women will be interested in you nobody will be interested in you unless you do something interesting because for a man and especially a black man nobody cares that's the truth of the matter anyway I've ranted on along. So, whatever you're doing today, remember nobody cares. Have fun, do you, and don't compromise. I say don't compromise. If those people that you've been showing up for are not showing up for you, leave them be. Peace and I'm out. What's good my people? What's good? 
it's monday the 7th of august 2023 it's afternoon we're just coming up to about three o'clock in the evening and as i'm doing this podcast i'm just about to go to the gym to work out today was supposed to be a day where i was supposed to put my head down and start some serious studying on the course that I'm doing. Um, a very important course, um, sports massage therapy. This is the future. It's my future. And it's the future that I have been building over the years. But there's a quite harshness. There's a quite undertones of pain that's emanating from me and the sorrow is real the sorrow is tremendous the pain goes right to the root and the deep 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 dagala pierces your heart i have felt this deep deep piercing pain before i was 20 years old and I have wrestled like you would wrestle an alligator. I have wrestled with that deep, deep rooted pain. And at this kind of time, I think about my mother, what kind of pain that she's wrestling, you know, because this is not her first loss. You know, my mother is without a father, she's without a mother. She's without her firstborn son. She's without her lastborn son. She's without her husband. And she has children who are now scattered all over the globe. And uh, I can just feel the piercing pain that she's feeling. I feel the pain of my brother, Pato very close to the person that I am subliminally talking to you about and that's the loss of my brother Chikondi Aiweni Nkausia Chiko for short the youngest of our family the last born born on the 3rd of May 1996 10 years after I was born and um, the way I see my brother is that he was somebody that taught me and showed me that I had to grow up because by then I was 10 years old and I had to have some responsibilities as as a young man and at the age of 20, that responsibility on that fated day when we heard the news that my father had passed, he's 20 years old, and he was at school, and I had to pick him up from school, and while I had to pick him up from school that particular day, the responsibility I somehow felt belonged to me to have this opportunity to bring him up into somebody who would be a conscience 
man, I would have to bring him up to be a boy, turning him, helping turn into a man. But while all of this was happening, I was still a boy myself, and I was still waiting to be lifted up, to be brought out of that childlike mentality and to become a man and I, I suppose the two years after my father died was one of wrestling not understanding what had happened the seriousness of it the impact that it would have on my life the loss of somebody that I could go to to lean on to ask questions that every young man is supposed to ask but as hard as it was for me at 20 years old, can you imagine how hard it was for a 10-year-old who had barely scratched the surface of, of life, they barely scratched the surface of everyday thought and living. So that's the reality of loss and that's the pain it is. By the time I knew that my brother who was born before me had passed, I was already too old to uh, to have any memories or to have any searing understanding of what loss was. But after my father died, and then I realized the loss of the closest member of your family is something that cannot be taken lightly. It leaves a gap in hole in you. It leaves a memory. It leaves a trauma. And that trauma festers and it holds on to you. And maybe the past two years has probably been the first time I've shaken the trauma that my father passing had. Because I hold on, because I'm an emotional person, I hold on to, to pain, I hold on to loss. I hold on to loss friendships maybe deeper than what others would. And then last year, When the news came around 11 o'clock that, that phone call came from my sister to tell me that my brother was no longer going to be with us, perhaps I was hardened in my heart, perhaps I was hardened from hurt, loss, whether loss of relationship, loss of job, loss of parent, loss of friends, loss of mentors, loss of people who would bring something out of you which was better than you would ever experience. Now it's important for me to talk about my brother because his death was no accident. His death could have been avoided his death should never have happened and they are people out there who say everything happens for a reason but I don't understand what the reason for my father's my brother's my father's passing my brother's passing maybe you can justify at some level at some point maybe years later you can look at some of the things and say well maybe this is what happened and 
and this was for the good of this but in reality my brother still had a lot to give my brother still had so many adventures he still had so much laughter to bring to the family to bring to his friends to bring it in the world you know i know my brother really aspired to have an opportunity to have a family of his own to have children of his own but the tragedy that happened on that particular day on the 7th of august uh around 10:5200 hours if you read the post old post postmortem um the sadness in which the experiences that there is no human being that should go through such a death to be killed in such a callous way that that they the way it happened that he was alone that his shirt was off that he was begging for his life that he was he had his hands up in the air that he was shot in the heart in the chest that he was killed on that spot that he was taken away too soon and then to hear of how his body was discarded in the mock under under a myriad of other bodies the way he was treated the trash the way the scene that he died was scrubbed up and clean up the way the police who are involved in his killing the police who are involved in his death the police who are involved in his early demise the struggles that he had mentally the scars that he bore as a young man the misnomer the mistreatment the misunderstanding of mental health bipolar the discourage of justice the time that we will never have with him the time that we will never spend with him the time and the courage that we will possibly never have to fight the battles that are supposed to be fought it's painful because this bears massive parallels with my father's death my father died within 3 months of being ill to grow up in a country that is still steeped in shame when it when it comes to the fact that there is no medical properties no medical facilities that can prevent such deaths there's no procedures there are no government structures that can facilitate that this does not happen again that this does not become an isolated incident these incidents are real these incidents are happening and my brother paid the price and us as a family are paying the price we are paying the price that is truly and truly painful it's agonizing in its nature 
that my mother should be brutalized again, should be marginalized again, should suffer another loss where there should never have been such a loss. Having lost her father at her young age. But this is the story of Africa. This is the story of our home. This is the story of where we're coming from. Now imagine where I would be had I decided to stay in the country. You know, I beat myself up every single day because I took off and I left because I saw no brighter future for me. And in truth, the same probably would have befallen me, whether it would have been a medical disaster, whether it would have been some sort of brutal killing like that, because I was always an outspoken human being, as I'd always an outspoken person. Somewhere down, down the line, I'd, I'd come to my demise. But this demise came to my brother, my brother Chico. He was tender, loving, full of joy. Life of a party is missed by his nephew Jordan, he's missed by his nieces, Megan, Leah, Vivica, Elise, Harley. Harley would never, ever, ever get a chance to even know him. And we will never get a chance to see my brother, Blossom. He was the Bantu, Bantu Army General. This is a label he created. He wanted to have um, a clothing label called Bantu Army. He was the Bantu general. But my brother, and out of all of this, was one that could make me laugh. He could make me smile. He could exacerbate me. He, he could definitely, definitely get a rise out of me because there was times when his bipolar was in full flow and we didn't know and you can imagine the guilt we feel as a family you can imagine the guilt that we feel because we didn't understand that he'd been battling this mental illness for years he was looked upon as somebody who when he was having his bouts of depression his lowness you'd think maybe he didn't care but i had conversations with my brother i had moments with my brother i had moments with my brother where we talked about our struggles with mental health when we spoke about my own depression when we spoke about my own dealing with the police and how horribly that could have ended but i'm thankful that i was managed and i managed to find help in the priory through the nhs but my brother was not so lucky he didn't have that opportunity. He didn't have that chance. My brother, my sister, my mother, and all the family who were close to him were scrambling, trying to get him to be sectioned, trying to get him to be put in a place of safety. But no such things exist where I come from. All there is is pain and sorrow. We are without a doubt one of the most poorest countries in the world. When we've forgotten our way, we've lost our way. The government is horrible. The leaders are only out to look out for themselves. The people who are in power only to look out for themselves. The levels of brutality 
I, I personally experienced as a young man at the age of 19 when I was locked up with my friends, when I was beaten with my friends. These things have been happening for years and they continue to happen today. I guarantee you there are people being killed today in Malawi. There are people dying today in Malawi. There is no justice. We've been waiting for over a year. The case is still not over. The person that was responsible for the death of our brother has still not been brought to justice. We're kept in the dark mostly. And for me, I'll implore you, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President, leaders of the Malawi cabinet, the Malawi Congress Party, and all of you out there who are responsible for these things. I ask you to pull your finger out. I ask you to start making, bringing forward these investigations. Start, in, start making people accountable for this. It's not just my brother's death. And it's not just a death. It's a trauma. It's a scorn on a society. It's a scorn of our own people. You know, as a man, as a black man, you come here into this country and you know it's going to be difficult, especially when you're a black man. You know that your life is going to be characterized and judged in ways that you've never been judged before. You know that you have to work 10 times harder at a workplace than any you've ever had to, to work before. You know that you are marginalized. You're looked at upon as somebody who's, who's perhaps lesser in, in thoughts, in mind. You're degraded in so many ways. You have to walk the opposite side of the road just so you can make somebody feel comfortable. You can make somebody feel safe. You have to look the other way and not look at someone so you don't make them feel uncomfortable. You have to wait while people go into a lift so you don't make them feel uncomfortable. But why do we have to be like this in our own country? When we are all the same color, we speak the same language, we have the same cultural background. Why do we have to hate on each other so much? Why do we have to kill each other so callously that we don't even care? Why do we have to have such brutality? And yet we preach to be Christians. And yet we preach to be Islam. Yet we're steeped in huge ceremonies of religion. And we're callous in the way we treat each other. We force ourselves to speak, speak broken English. When we turn our noses our own language. When we turn our noses on who we are as a people. When we walk away and never come back because we know that there is no future for us. When we sell out to the Chinese, when we sell out to the British, when we sell out to Americans, we forget our ways, we forget the kindness that we are as a people, as a human race. We need to confront this and we need to confront this now. We really need to move forward and we need to move forward now. The tragedy that fell on my brother should never ever happen. My brother was such a gregarious young man. My brother was such a happy boy. 
he was a tremendous human being i'm telling you he was a tremendous human being where he's gone he's left a big massive gaping hole in our lives he's left a big gaping hole in mine in his brother parsons and brother tia in his mom in his sister after we will never be the same again we will never be a family again i have intentions of going to malawi one day but when i go there he will not be there to drive me he will not be there to show me the places i should go he will not be there to take me to see his friends he will not be there to take me to the lake a place he loved so much i will never see his smiling face i will never be the brother that he wanted to be like last time i spoke to him we looked at each other and we both growing our hair and i was growing my locks and he was growing his locks and we just smiled and laughed and said we are twinning bro we are twinning between myself my brother Mpatso my brother Chico we had this dream and this dream was that one day we'll drive incredible cars and we'll have Mac 1 Mac 2 Mac 3 as in short for Macawa <laughs> but that would never happen now no matter how hard we work but i promise you my brother Chico i will never forget you and i will bring light on your death every 7th of august i will remind the world of your existence you will not be forgotten my brother you will not be forgotten you are gone but to me you are here you are in my heart you lead the light you show me the way you made me a better boy made me a better man i grew because of you wherever you are i want you to smile knowing that i'm smiling i'm happy i miss you but i'm happy knowing that one day i'll meet you again one day we we'll laugh again I don't forget the phone calls that you made. The phone calls you made when you were having a good time with your friends. I will never forget the time you called me to share the fact that you got engaged and you were going to be married. I will never forget the laughter you had, the joy you brought to me. I thought myself you were impulsive. I don't know what I thought at the time but you sounded so happy you sounded to be one with the world i'll never forget when you were sharing your ideas about bantu army or when you sent bantu army merchandise to me that i'll never forget others may forget time may make you fade but to me there is an imprint that you have made on this world an imprint that you have created into this world without really understanding 
what happened on that day. I will not labor this podcast to be about how you died. But that is something that I'm going to research. And that's something that I'm going to make sure that I make the world aware that there was no justice saved on that day. That justice remains in the shadows. But justice will come. The people who are responsible will pay. Whatever way they will pay, they will pay. that you left an imprint on me and everyone in there. There's a callousness to death. There's a pain that comes with not understanding how we get through such things. One thing you should know that if you have or you face any kind of grief I'll share with you the importance of being able to find solace somewhere find help if you can I haven't dealt with my brother's my brother's death I certainly did not deal with my father's death very well and it hindered me for a very long time I will seek help. In time, I'll seek therapy. And in time, I will learn to live with the memories of an incredible young man. And if you are out there and this podcast touches you, I hope that you can share with your friends, with your loved ones. And if this gives you some healing then my job would have been done I'm not here to ask for sympathy but I implore you that there is an opportunity for you to really understand what it's like out to someone who you can talk to 
that's something I can do and that's what I will do I love you people I want you to take care and you have a wonderful week ahead remember we only have one life please whatever you do do not waste it on arguments do not waste it on useless things do not waste it on envying other people's life it's an opportunity for you to live your life like my brother I don't think he thought that on that fated day that would be his last day love, peace stay safe God bless